0: Hey, you're listening to Brave Bossa Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get your customers to do some of the marketing for you. So I can't wait to share all my tips with you. Let's go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose driven founder who wants to grow their e commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the ethical fashion line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello. Thank you for tuning back into Brave and Boss, the podcast. I am so excited to be recording this episode for you guys today, all about marketing, which is one of my favorite topics if you guys are regular listeners to the podcast um, for me to talk about. If you haven't tuned in, I'm Christy Sumer, the host of the podcast. I'm also an e-commerce founder of Encircled, an ethical fashion line. Um, I also host this podcast. I do some coaching. Uh, in Marie Forleo's B school program as well as on my own. Um, and I'm currently working on my first online course, which is super exciting. I'm going to firstly apologize for my voice. I've spent the last three days at Rachel Hollis's live, um, rise event. And I feel like I sound a little mix between like stuffed up and from screaming and talking for three days straight, which is something I don't do usually. Um, even though I have a team, I sit in the office and I often do like really focused, we have lots of meetings, but I do a lot of focused work. So I'm not necessarily on calls all day. Um, so my voice feels a little scratchy this morning. So apologies about that. But as a good thing, I'm still vibing super high from that conference. And I have a great quote to share with you today that I think will really hit home with, um, marketing because one of the things I often get asked is, you know, how should I market my business? And my answer is always, it depends. There is no silver bullet solution. And if somebody comes to you like an agency or a freelancer and says like, you know, I can make you seven figures if you do X, Y, Z, it's probably not true. Number one, Um, And how do they know who your customer is and that that will work for them? So I'm always suspicious when I get those kinds of pitches. I'm sure if you're on LinkedIn, you get those like every single day. I get at least five a day of somebody telling me that they can scale my business. Um, But it really comes down to like who your customer is um, and understanding where they hang out online and how to speak to them in a way where you can enter the conversation that's already happening with them versus try and teach them something or get them to listen to you talk about your brand. Um, and today, I was going to make it three tips to get customers to market for you, but actually, I think it's going to be more than that. So um, we'll start with three and see where it goes. Um, but the goal is really to get your customers who are your greatest asset in so many ways. I love my customers because Obviously they support us by shopping and buying our product and coming back. They write reviews, they comment on our posts. If you're lucky enough to have a business for at least a few years, I've had encircled for now um, seven, they will actually our customers are so cool that they will actually jump in on Facebook ads <laughs> and Instagram posts and defend us for us. So we don't even have to do that anymore. Um, you know, they're so passionate. They're so kind. Um, even when our customers are like returning a product or have negative feedback, they're always so conscious about it when they say it. Um, you know, you get the odd Pam or Karen in there, but, um, if you don't know what I mean by Pam or Karen, it's somebody who wants to speak to the manager. Um, and but for the most part they're amazing and they really love us which is great no matter what we do um even if we do occasionally send them a product that's the wrong size or color or something that they ordered because these kind of things happen in this business because it is still e-commerce is still a largely a human run business and if you're not at the volume where you're shipping out like mm, 30 or 40 packages a day or more Mistakes can happen fairly easily, even if you have the best systems, because there is at the end of the day, a human picking that product and packing it. So we try to do our best on that kind of stuff, but I'm going to talk about um, a few things that helped us get our customers to a point where they actually market for us. And some other things I think you can do um, that we haven't even tried yet that I think would work really well. Um, But again, it all comes back to test and learn in my mind. So anything you're going to hear in the next like 20 minutes, take out a notepad, write it down, um, and then really start to think about would this resonate with my customer? Would this be something that they would enjoy with? Would it work for me? And if so, how could I make it work? And the best thing I think about, well, <laughs> like the best thing I think about my podcast, um <clears throat> the thing I try to do the most on my podcast is make it super actionable. I'm really tired of listening to podcasts where it's like, You know, it's like a 40 minute intro and then, you know, it goes on and on and on and then it's very basic. Like I want to make this super actionable, but in doing that, sometimes it's a little bit, um, overwhelming for people. So feel free. I'll talk a little bit through like prioritization of how to work through tactics at the end of this, but so don't panic if you're writing down a hundred things because will help you organize your mind before you leave this episode. All right. Um so the first thing to get customers to market for you is make a high quality product. Now to me this is a baseline so you need to have a high quality product anyways. But if you're feeling right now when I say that a lack of confidence in your product, then think of this as an opportunity to revisit your product. Maybe it's that you are not shipping it in a way that you feel like is high quality or perhaps the actual materials the product's made from, or maybe you don't have the packaging that you want. And again, this is about progress over perfection. So if you're at a stage where you're just starting and maybe you can't afford that packaging that you really want to put your jewelry in, you know how can you make a plan to do that? Because at the end of the day, you want to create a product that creates a wow experience for people. We have a product in Circle called the Dressy Sweat Pant. Definitely one of our best sellers. Um, and when people take that pan out of the box and put it on, it feels like butter on their body. And I'm not just saying that to like pump my own tires because I have two pairs and it feels like butter on your skin. It is amazing. And that is a high quality product that somebody online is thinking, mm, that's a sweatpant. Like it's gonna come in, it's gonna feel like, You know, French Terry fleecy. No, no, no. It feels like silk. So that's a high quality experience for somebody that, you know, is already got like some excitement about the pant because of the style, but then the fabric really, um, delivers on quality for them. So think about your product and how you can make it a higher quality. That is a great challenge at any stage, whether it's swapping out an ingredient or, um, maybe making your hang tag better or, um, improving the fit. like All these things can be discovered um, pro hack in your reviews. So if you ever get negative reviews, which we all do, um, those are opportunities for improvement. So don't just think that your product is static. There are brands out there improving their products all the time. Skincare brands do this often. They're always tweaking and changing their formulas. So just because you don't have a skincare brand, maybe you're selling electronic or clothing or something, you're still an opportunity to tweak your product. All right. My next tip to get customers to market for you is to over deliver on client slash customer service. So <clears throat> depending on who you're serving, so I say client in case anybody here is doing wholesale um, and customer, if you're working direct to consumer, because I think over delivering um, works on any channel, whether it's Etsy, wholesale, whatever, Amazon, your own store, a marketplace. That going above and beyond without even being asked can be such a nice treat and make people feel super valued. And when you're doing this, I often recommend like, obviously there's a cost to some of these things I'm going to about to suggest, but you can do it in a different way. You can do it in a low cost way and you don't have to do it with every customer. You can kind of pick it randomly and do it with just one person, but My favorite thing to do when I was working in customer love, which is what we call customer service in circles, is upgrade people's shipping for free. So I knew that, like, you know, in between regular expedited Canada Post and Express Post, the difference on our contract wasn't that big. It was like maybe. I don't know, five, seven, eight dollars, whatever. Depends on where they live. Sometimes it can be a bit more. Um, in Toronto, it's super cheap, actually. So I would just upgrade it for free and then they'd get the notification. They'd be like, Oh my God. And it's arriving tomorrow. This is so exciting. Um, when somebody asks you for something, do better. So when somebody asks you for, you know, can I try? Um, you know, I'm not sure, like look for clues in people's messages. So this is another tip. So if somebody emails you, it's like, I'm not sure about fit or size, take that as an opportunity to offer them a free return label. Um, take that as an opportunity to offer them a virtual fit session. look for these little windows of opportunity and your customer will be so wowed because nobody else out there is doing stuff like this. So that kind of ties into going above and beyond without being asked. Um and in a sense, like that's just a general business practice I think you should be doing. But little things you could do is you could put in a little handwritten note into your package. You know, the Bay or Nordstrom isn't gonna do that. They may try and fake it, but only you can write your note in your own way um, and make it super personal. You could even mention some other products that they already own. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do when I was just starting out. I would look up the customer when I was writing the note and I would see what they've bought from us, where they found us. And I'd mention that in the note. Yes, that takes time, but think about what a personalized experience that is. A customer that's never met you now feels like you know them. Um, and they feel seen and heard, which is amazing. Um, you could also like somebody comes in, you know, to your retail store and spends like, a lot of money. Let's say they spend over $1,200. Maybe you offer them a little free add-on and they're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. But yeah, there's a free add-on coming. Maybe it's a hair tie. It doesn't have to be like a $100 item, but just something to say like, thank you for your support. So there's so many ways to do this. Um, I recommend brainstorming what would work for your business, but that going above and beyond will create a really loyal connection with your customer. Hey all, it's Christy. I am interrupting this episode because we have our very first ad. And I know ads are very controversial for people, but at the end of the day, this podcast wouldn't exist without me having my lovely editor, Shania, do all of my editing, and she's not free. So I actually pay money to get this podcast out there because I just don't have the time to do it anymore. And I really want to offer, you know, all this value I can give you in each episode. So we're doing, we're gonna start doing some. Selective ads, but just know that I don't promote stuff that I don't support and that I wouldn't personally use. Um, so stay with us, and after that, the show will return. This episode is sponsored by Trusta. So recently I did an episode on simplifying your business processes. Well, we've teamed up with a new tool to help simplify business communications called Tresta. I don't know about you, but I only have my cell phone in my business. So having my cell phone number on packages and on domain names means I get a lot of unrequited texts and phone calls I really don't want. I also don't wanna have a second phone because that's annoying too, and there's a lot of cost to that. So meet Trusta it's a business phone app for your iPhone or Android that allows you to activate a business phone number instantly and make and receive unlimited calls and texts right from the smartphone you already use. trusta comes equipped with a powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, and user groups. It's easy to configure so you can set up everything and customize your call flows based on your business needs it's the best phone system for small businesses and entrepreneurs and will really help you maintain your privacy which is something super important nothing's worse than having Canada Post uh, a customer call me randomly in the night because Canada Post didn't deliver their package or um, somebody from LinkedIn reaching me through the domain and offering me Facebook ads on my vacation so enact that privacy try out Tresta we've got a great offer for you it's just $15 per user per month and comes with a 30-day free trial so you can see if Trista Tresta's virtual phone system would be right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at trustacom slash boss. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com slash boss. Another tip on getting customers market for you is make it easy for them to give you referrals. Oftentimes people will especially Canadian customers they like to follow the rules so they like to follow explicit process um, so if you're just saying like tell your friends about us that's like not very helpful um, you should say in your Instagram post if you want your customers to share it with their friends say you know um, tag three friends who love um, traveling abroad um, share this on your story and hashtag you know um, I love leggings, and we'll enter you in a draw at the end of the month for a $10 gift card. Or use this link to refer your friends. Um, you know, there's many ways to start referral programs. They can be unofficial or official. They could be, you know, executing coupon codes for your customers to use. Um, they could be running an affiliate program and having your customers to participate in that program. If you're not aware of what an affiliate program is, it's basically like um, a sales sharing program. So if somebody has a link and they use it, that link, um, they get a percentage of the sales if that person purchases. Um, and there's also customer referral apps that you can get on Shopify. Um, I speak a lot about Shopify because that's what I use on both my stores and my coaching business, but there are apps that you can use. Um, we used to use one. It doesn't, we don't have our referral program anymore at Circle because the app we were using to drive that program. A was already very complex. And then they got bought by a company who increased the price like from $49 a month to $799 a month. And I was like, this is absurd. So we did an analysis on it and we just said, okay, we're not at the stage where we can afford this right now. Maybe we'll come back to this. Um, but there may be some lower cost apps out there that you can do like that give 20, get 20. So give a customer $20 to give out. And they'll get $20 off their order, those types of things. Um, so just make it easy for them to refer people to you. You could even write like a little template that they can forward to their friend. Um, you know, just make it simple, make it value added for them so that they don't feel like they are an MLM marketer by <laughs> doing this. And what I mean by that, I'm not like cutting at like, you know, our bond and stuff like that, but there's like a certain way like Oftentimes on Instagram, if I like comment on like a post and like the person is involved in like our bond or something like that, they'll DM me and be like, Hey, you know, I saw you liked my post. Um, would you be interested in becoming a health and wellness consultant? And I'm like, Whoa, 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 I just liked your post. Um, so they go like really in deep and you're like, Whoa, I was just putting a heart on that Instagram post. So, um, make it easy for them. Make it like natural, make it non cheesy. Um, and that's a great way to get customers to start talking about your brand for you. Um, at the end of the day, if you're making a high quality product that customers love and feel amazing in, they're going to talk about it to their friends, but this is just a way to connect the dots on that. Um, genuinely connect with your customers. So this is something that you can do on social media. This is something we talked about the note card already. Or if you're lucky enough to do in-person events, this is a way to get to know your customers. Like talk to them, you know, become friends with them. We love treating our customers as friends because, um, you know, they are, they're oftentimes our customers are, you know, they're all female. They're all about the same age. Um, you know, we like to learn more about them, where they're from, where they're traveling, like where they're wearing, what they have in their closet. Um, and we do this in a way because we want to help them find the best pieces for them. Where are they in their stage of life? Um, you can ask these questions. Um, the best thing you can do is engage with people consistently on social media in the comments. So if somebody's commenting on your posts, like engage with them. Don't just put a heart, ask them a question, do a follow up. Like there's so many things you can do on social media to create great connections. I mean, you see people all the time becoming friends through Instagram. I have a dog, uh, a dog mom friend through Instagram from just like she would post on my dog's Instagram and DM me. And then we started chatting over DM and now we're friends. So these kind of things happen. So connect genuinely on Instagram with your customers. Okay. Um, My last tip is to reward good customers. So like I talked about, like throwing in a free something or um, maybe comping a return label for a really great customer or giving them first access to something, or um, maybe giving them a gift card for their next purchase. It doesn't have to be like $100. It could be $10, $5, whatever. But we love rewarding really great customers in circles. Every year when we do our Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, we do um, a pre-email to our top customers and we send them a gift card. Right now, off the top of my head, I can't remember the amount of the gift card. Um, I'm going to say $25. And basically, these aren't physically sent out. They're emailed, uh, which is Pretty easy. You just pull all the codes, set them up. Um and we've got an incredible usage of those gift cards during holiday time. We make we actually call them customer love money um, because in Canada gift cards can't expire. So it's basically $25. They can use it on top of promotions and discount codes, and it expires December 31st. And this is super easy to execute in Shopify. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, So we do that as like an intro to Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday to get our best customers feeling great about themselves. this year we also did a free gift with purchase exclusively to our email list, which is most of our best customers. Um, and the gift was like worth $90. It was these gold earrings from this brand Jewels and Aces. Um, so if they spent over, I think it was over $350, they get a free pair of earrings. Now um, we we didn't do as deep of a discount, but um, those earrings were great. They're beautiful. It's something they may not have gotten otherwise. um, And it really creates a lot of goodwill with the customer. So there's lots of ideas here. And what I want to encourage you to do is to prioritize them. And how I suggest prioritizing them is to sit and think about what your core objectives are for the year. Like, What are your goals? And I often talk about this on lots of episodes because I think it needs to be talked about all the time because we get so down the funnel of like, oh, I got to post on Instagram. I've got to do the pins on the Pinterest. I got to do some Facebook. I got to do some emails, but we're doing them without a focus and a purpose. And if we really looked at what the goals were for our business, we might stop doing some of these things because Instagram depending on your business, may not grow your revenue. If you're trying to grow your Instagram following, cool, post every day. But maybe your audience on Instagram doesn't want you to post every day. Maybe you want you to post um, twice a day or four times a day, or maybe every once a week. Um, so really connecting these back to your objectives. So I think if you have... The best way to start is to look at some of your metrics and see where you can improve. Do you have customers jumping in on posts and commenting for you? Do you have a high return rate? Do you have... Um, you know, a lack of repeat customers. Like looking at that repeat percentage in your store, um, looking at your return rate, and even doing like a return rate by product if you can, if you have that data. Um, you can do a basic return rate in Shopify, but you need an app, I think, to do by product. You can start to see where the opportunities are. So like if you have, for example, a high return rate, and I would say um, this will vary by brand, because I've seen some brands where they have almost a 0% return rate because they don't accept returns or they do credit only um, and only allow returns for people who are, are super painful about the process. I have mixed opinions about that because I think, well, obviously for hygienic reasons, it's fine if there's something like underwear or whatever. But um, for the most part, if you're dealing with clothing or anything online, let's be honest, Um customers may not get the product they want. And if they can't return it, um, they may never shop with you ever again. Um, And think about what a lost opportunity that is, if that person chooses to never shop with you again. And maybe that exchange would have linked you into a customer who spent $2,000 with you over their lifetime. So make your return policies flexible. But if you have a problem with If you see a higher than average return rate, and you can just Google this, I can tell you kind of on average where they are for clothing. I think clothing sits between 20 and 30%. Um, Shoes are generally a bit higher. Um, We sit around like 10% or something like that, but um, you really need to improve your product. There might be something going on there, either the fit, um, the product description, um, or both. Um, so look for clues in the data around customers to see where your opportunities are to improve your relationship with your customers. Um, there's always a way to be better. So if you think you're good and you think you're great right now, okay, I'm happy for you. <laughs> but unless you're running a $100 million business, I can tell you you're not that great. There's always opportunities to get better um, in this area. And if you operate with the mindset that you're doing great, and that's all you need to do, um, then you're going to always be stuck at that revenue level that you're at. Um, So the quote I want to kind of leave you with today is taking someone else's fear and turning it into your truth. Um, So that's from Dave Hollis. This was Rachel Hollis's husband. um, And he's also the CEO of their company, um, Hollis Co., And I like that quote because it speaks to a lot of things that I think come up here when we talk about customers doing the marketing for you, because oftentimes it's like a fear of like cost or, um, a fear of I'm charging too much for my product. We talk about pricing a lot on here and making sure that you're pricing your products effectively, Um, and you know, there's a lot of worry that comes up here in this episode, I'm sure around like, I can't afford to do this. I already have slim margins. I don't make enough money to pay myself, but trust in the process. Trust that like when you're running a great business and you're creating these amazing customer relationships that truly, truly love you and that the data on customers supports that, not just that you think that, but you've got great repeat rates, a lower than average return rate in your industry. Um, this will pay off. I promise you, it'll pay off and it'll pay off in a more sustainable and stable business. It'll pay off in making you millions of dollars at some point. Um, so keep consistent with treating your customers like gold and they will truly do the marketing for you. And don't get stuck on the financial aspect of it because I know a lot of us entrepreneurs get to go down that rabbit hole like What if that return label is $8 and how I'm going to make that back? You're going to make that back because that customer is going to come back and shop with you for the next 10 years. So there you have it. The tips, there wasn't three, I think there was like seven to get customers to market for you. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you want to check out uh, Brave and Boss on Instagram, we're at Brave and Boss I've also just developed a new email freebie. Um, it is a way to 5X your email marketing and I'll put the link in the show notes. It goes to the waitlist for my online marketing course, that which I'm working on now that should be up and running in April. So thanks for listening guys and have a great day.